0: Today, I'm talking to Nancy Tassoni of Jameson Sotheby's International Realty in Chicago. 19 years into the business, she has almost $1 billion in closed sales and has been named a Chicago Association of Realtors' top producer every year since 2005. Most recently, she has been named the number one agent in the city. Nancy began her career with JDL Brokerage as a founder and managing broker where she was responsible for sellouts totaling over five hundred million prior to real estate, Nancy had a successful career in advertising and marketing with Accenture, the renowned global consulting company. She and I talk about how to hone your strengths, let go of your weaknesses, and be the top agent in your market. Thanks for listening to the Jerry Metcalf Podcast, where top real estate agents tell how they do it. This podcast was created for real estate agents across the country to come together, sharing ideas to take your, their, and our business to the next level. All right, everybody. It's the Jerry Metcalf Podcast, where top real estate agents tell how they do it. Today, we have Nancy Tassoni from Chicago, Illinois, the top agent in Atlanta, top individual agent in Chicago, not Atlanta, I'm in Atlanta, Um, and with Sotheby's International Realty. Nancy, thanks so much for being on the show.
1: Hi, Jerry. Thank you so much for having me. This should be really fun.
0: Yes, I'm excited. Um, The thing about Nancy, y'all, is obviously she's very down-to-earth and happy, and yet she's the top individual agent in the city, but she doesn't know how she does it, but we're going to pull it out of her anyway. (laughs) So, How did you get in the business? What made you decide to be an agent?
1: Um, You know, I kind of fell into it. It's it's an interesting story. I was out of college. I went to work for, at the time, what was Anderson Consulting and now is known as Accenture Consulting Firm. And um, I was working in, in marketing there and um, wasn't unhappy. I just um, switched jobs within the company and had a boss who lived in London. And so I'd work early in the mornings and work through while she was there, but as you know, it's a, you know, a time ahead. And so I had a little bit, a little bit more, or a t- multiple time zones ahead, so a little bit more spare time. Um, and a friend of mine at the time, um, her family owns a property management company and they needed some help with some marketing, and I was like, "Oh, I'll help you," you know. So I'd go over to the office, and you know, it was very laid-back, family-owned company. And I noticed I was kind of interested, and in they they were obviously renting all their units, and I just kind of piqued my interest. So um, for fun, I just started renting some units, and I was all of a sudden I was like, "Wait, I'm kind of good at this," but it, it just feels a little bit natural the interactions with people. And so I decided to, on the side of my full-time job, get my real estate license. You know, I had no idea what I was doing, but I thought, well, that's a good idea. So, um, and also concurrently at the time, my now husband, um, at the time, I think we were engaged. We were looking for our first place to buy, and while we were doing it, I felt like, you know, I did a lot of work, and it was really interesting and exciting, and so it just it it felt interesting to me. Um, So I got my real estate license. Was doing some work on the side. I joined forces with, um, at the time, was an ex real estate attorney um, who was starting his own brokerage company. Um, And we met through mutual friends. And he said, you know, come work with me. I'll help you. And so I kind of, I, I just learned on the job. And it was so funny because I remember at that time, this was in I think 2000. It was all the entry was DOS based. I mean, this was like archaic that we would think, you know, that's how we entered our listings. And so, um, so I was doing a little bit on the side and I was still working at the consulting company. And, you know, I started to realize that an office atmosphere, like nine to five cubicle job was just not suitable for my personality. Um, really not like suitable for my strengths. You know, I took a look at my strengths and weaknesses And was just kind of realizing that I might be a little bit better out in the world, um, doing something, interacting with people, but still was, you know, at this great, secure, incredible company that I was so thankful to work at with, you know, amazing benefits and, you know, at the time, probably a decent salary for my age. Um, And my husband and I were thinking about moving and I, you know, was licensed and working at the time. And I read a blurb, a little blurb in the Chicago Tribune, you know, back in the day where we used to actually read the newspaper that said... (laughs) That Jim Lechinger, who's the principal at JDL Development, had purchased a bunch of land that was near where we had lived. And we had, we had bought, ended up had bought bought a townhome and you know, wanted to invest in something, you know, further. And so I read that he was gonna be building townhomes, nothing else. So I look up the developer, yeah. I give him a call um, and explain who I am. And he said, you know, we're not ready. The project's not ready. I said, well, just let me, you know, come in and talk to you about it. I'll be your first buyer. And I do not, I seriously cannot remember what actually happened in the meeting, but somehow I ended up coming out of the meeting, quitting my job at Accenture and going to work for him full time wow. and selling his project, which we started selling, I think into one or 02. um, wow. complete leap of faith for both of us. Something just clicked with us. Um, of course I ended up buying a unit there. I was the first, I was the first buyer and also the first employee um, and that became the real start of my real estate career. I had, you know, I just, I had nothing to do but work at the time. I, you know, had no kids and, you know, I worked 12 hours a day, seven days a week. And um, yeah. we started by selling a uh, new construction project that he brought to the area. That's the one that I had read about. And that, you know, kind of launched. That you my, bought. Yeah, we bought there. Yeah. yeah. We bought a few units there and, you know, did well and um, I still live in the area. I ended up, we, we lived in the, I sold out that development and some, a bunch of stuff nearby. And then he was creating another project across the street and of, of homes. And I ended up buying there. i have been in that. And he built, so he's built my last two houses. I've been in my current house for oh, wow um, about 13 years. And that, that was the launch, the odd launch of my real estate career. And um, to this day, he is still my best and most loyal client. Um, I recently sold out a three hundred fifty million dollar project for him um, at Number wow. nine. Wow! It's just you know, this this business is all about relationships, and it's it just goes to show that he's also you yeah. know become, become like family to me. So I really I really owe him a lot for helping to launch my career.
0: What a great story! So you yeah, started you started out by winning your first client before you even knew you were an agent. You were licensed. Yep, not, I had done a few transactions. Well, this um, interview's over because nobody gets that
1: lucky. Just kidding. I, right. Um, There's and a lot I don't, more than luck to it though. Yeah. It's, you know, I don't know what it is. I, I just, you know, I'm really diligent about my job. I think the training that I had, you know, I went, got a business degree from my you know, university, of Wisconsin, Madison. Mm-hmm. I worked so hard. I, you know, I think when you're also are trained in a corporate environment where in, in that time you got to, to work to the office before your boss was in and you left after your boss left, no matter what you were doing, it just wow. kind of made me to be super diligent about, um, you know, just to work hard and I think, you know, hard work does, does really pay off and then meeting the right people and, and just putting yourself out there. And I, I mean, I'm a huge believer in what goes around, comes around. Um, yeah. and just, well, you know, and
0: it's like you said, well, what is the saying? The harder I work, the luckier I get.
1: Oh yeah. Right. It is ever, and you know, so many people say, oh, you're so lucky. I was like, oh my gosh, you have no idea how hard I've worked to get here. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, you know, luck plays a, a little role in everything in life too. Um, but yeah, you, that is correct. I do think the harder the work, the harder you work, the luckier you get.
0: And I think it's interesting what you talked about having a business degree. I don't know if you know, Erin Kruger. She's an agent in Nashville who sells 500 deals a year. Whoa. Just a hundred million. I mean, her number, she doesn't sell the price point you, you're, you're dealing in, but she's doing 500 deals a year with 10 people or eight people. Wow. I can't remember. But that's a lot of, that's like over 50 deals per person. Um, but she did it. She said she, she attributes that to her MBA. But then the other thing I love that you say is you worked in a corporate environment and you were trained our environment. And then you probably know Liz Bentley. She's on one of our shows, but she talks about how, well, she's a co- She's actually a coach. She's one of the few people on the show who's not an agent, but she talks about how as a real estate agent, we don't get that corporate feedback and training. Mm -hmm. So we have to be aware of that and get in tune to feedback because it's not direct. Okay. So we had a glitch for a minute. We're back. You got to move rooms and taking it from there. We got into talking about how you were a successful young person in marketing at Accenture and how the discipline being in the corporate world, the training you think really impacted and set you up for success. Now, does that kind of sum it up and you want to add to
1: that? I really do. I think, you know, just the like the concept of being present and working through every detail was given to me at a really young age when I started when I started work. I was I was so lucky to have a job out of college at such a prestigious company that I just, you know, was there really early and stayed really late and just, you know, was kind of there to do anything that I, I could possibly do. And I think that really did I think that has helped me throughout my career.
0: So that was a kind of a risk to leave such a great job and a great company with great benefits to go be a real estate agent for a guy that you met, who was had a development, and none of his units had sold yet. How did Completely. you know?
1: I don't know. I just. I'm, Why did you do it? I, I think I'm a person who always has trusted my gut, trusted my gut, and really gone on my instinct about people. And there was just something about him that. Um, I don't know. It just felt right. And I felt like not I'm young. And I really think I love real estate. And I liked the idea of selling this and I love a challenge and it just, you know, it was great. It's super, and it ended up, you know, we sold everything out pre-construction and um, it was bold, but I think, you know, you have to take chances in life or else, you know, you look at all, all, all successful people, really successful people have taken a chance and kind of risked or thrown away the comfortable and just force themselves to be uncomfortable. And that's what I did. And I'm certainly happy that I did it.
0: Exactly. So what did that look like? Most people going to be a real estate agent and they're like, where am I going to get my first deal? How am I going to do it? You knew that, but there were still a lot of unknowns. And there was a lot to learn and figure out. How did you learn? Because you went from zero to no time. I would assume you're going from, from kind of another, job that you were good at but you shifted gears into selling developments and learning our business quickly how did you do that
1: like what was was the moment where you just kind of like figured it out it was all a blur um well the good news is that i had done transactions before i started the new construction so i was working part-time as a realtor so i had um you know the interaction. I did some buy, you know, buying and selling, yeah. and um, I mean, a lot of faking it. Um, a lot of asking questions and not being afraid to ask questions. You know, it's selling is selling, no matter what you're selling. I think that you know, I I took a lot of time to understand the product I was selling and to learn all about construction and materials and things that I never knew anything about. I you know, kind of dove headfirst into just getting as much knowledge as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a great real estate attorney who um, helped me understand the contracts and um, I just kind of, I picked things up pretty quick. So I just, you know, I just rolled with it Um, and a lot of time kind of taking in knowledge and not being afraid to ask questions because, you know, at the end of the day, these, this is, I mean, as you know, real estate is someone's biggest purchase. I mean, it is the most emotional purchase. Um, and there's not much room for error on your part. So I just made sure that, um, I knew what I was talking about. And if I didn't, I found out what I was talking, I figured it out.
0: (laughs) So it's basically a lot of it is being around the right people and finding Mm -hmm. the right people and doing that had a lot to do with following your gut. And asking questions. I always hear a lot of, you know, people talk about, it's not about answers. It's about questions. Asking the right questions and knowing the questions to ask. And you had enough experience to know that. And then remembering we're in a business where you're dealing with emotions. Um, that was, was that a big shift from going from Accenture to real estate and people buying homes?
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, I mean, if you could think of two more opposite businesses, I mean, really anything in a, you know, a corporate environment versus real estate, I mean, real estate's complete chaos. Um, I've learned over the years that I function my best in chaos. So I think that's, you know, a little key to success for me. Um, I like every day to be different. And, um, Mm -hmm. so I had to make the adjustment, but I really liked the adjustment. Um, Mm -hmm. I think for me, corporate life was very formatted and there was a system and then you get promoted to this and then you get promoted to that and i just am a little more out of the box and i guess entrepreneurial in a way i mean all of us all, all of us realtors are um, and so i felt like an immediate connection to what i was doing wow. um i think i think the hardest adjustment to real estate was you're kind of starting from ground zero and yeah. You know, there is no salary and there are no benefits and you have to, you know, you have to create your own business, but that's why we also have unlimited earning potential. So, you know, there's risk and there's reward. And, uh, and I kind of thrive off that.
0: I love, I'm going to sum it up again for everybody. You talked about being what you didn't say it this way, but what I heard and correct me if I'm missing anything, but you found the right, you, you, you aligned and were drawn to the right people following your gut. You weren't afraid to ask questions and look for the right questions and you recognize the people's emotions and that big shift in your business. And in all of that was competence and all of that is never losing being competent. Like competence is key. Not, I think a lot of people get in our business and they just want to learn to BS well enough to do business. And that's not what this is about.
1: Right. I mean, you're definitely right on. You sum that up. Well,
0: what would be, what do you think, in that shift and in in being an agent then, and let's get to where you are now. I mean, a top agent in the city who doesn't know her numbers, by the way, everybody. So we'll look them up and report them later. She (laughs) has done a $350 million deal, pretty impressive. What was your biggest aha in all of this?
1: Oh my gosh, you know, so much has happened since I first got into real estate. You know, the crash, I was right there in the crash. And Mm -hmm. at the same time, the market crash, I had twins that were born three months premature. And we're wow. very very sick, and I had a, a young, another young child at home, and you know, we, I mean, life was just kind of chaotic, and I had to step away for um, about eight or nine months. Not that there was much business to do, but um, yeah, you know the the new construction the new construction business led to more clients, um, you know, and keeping up with relationships. Then the market crashed; nobody had any business. I had, you know, very sick twins that I had to deal with, and wow. um, and no income. Um, yeah. So I think I you know when I came back i I, I never wanted to stop working. Um, I just had to because they were ill and um, you know we just had a lot to deal with going on with them. But when I stepped back into it, um, I really had to reinvent myself because once after two thousand seven, kind of the funnel of business that came through JDL that supplemented you know vastly supplemented my uh, my let's call it my regular real estate transactions you know, was completely dried up. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I sold number nine Walton, which began in 2015 that I, there was no new construction. So from, you know, 2007 until 2015, those eight, eight years. years, I was just, you know, I was I was back building myself up. It, it's kind of a blur to me how it all happened. Um, but I joined forces once I came back to work, um, when I had to leave, my um, my my best friend and work husband, I call him at James, at 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 Sotheby's. Um, now I, you know, referred all my business to him at the time, and then when I came back, it just made sense that we work at the same company. Um, and at that time, it was a, a different Sotheby's affiliate, who's who's no longer. It was the first um, Chicago affiliate, who's no longer in business, and then once I learned Jameson was becoming a Sotheby's, you know, we kind of went around and talked to different companies and just found that like perfect fit. And so I, yeah. I think that's where, like, it, you know, that was probably 2010 or 2011. Um, and then it just kind of, I, I, I don't, I truly don't know how I got from there to here. Um, I will say it, it's just, part of it is just being in the community and I love talking to people and meeting people and I'm a very low pressure kind of person um, I'm more of a, a much more of a soft seller um, it's effective and it's efficient but I am I'm not a cold caller I'm just you know out there yeah. with people and um, in the community and then my business started to grow you know a lot of resales from some of the new construction I had sold and you um, and I guess, I don't know, one thing just led to another. And wow. here so, I am so, still in business.
0: So one thing you didn't tell us is you reinvented yourself from during the period of the recession, basically through 2015. How did you reinvent yourself? How did you figure that out? What did you do?
1: Um, I think I just um, really honed in on people that I knew in my sphere. Um, you know, you hear a lot about your sphere of influence and um, yeah. just kind of, really working the people that, you know, remember I had already been in business since 2000. So I had a lot of contacts, a lot of connections. And those people were, you know, maybe the people who are buying the $600,000 townhomes were now ready to move up or ready to move to the suburbs or whatever it may be. And so, um, you know, I was there and I was present and I was living in the, I was living in that community that I sold in. Um, And I had also sold, I should like rewind. um, I sold on another building probably in 2004, 2005 for the developer in the Gold Coast. That was another building. And I guess, I think I had done actually done two of them um, or half of one and a full one of the other. So I had a lot of contacts in the Gold Coast and I just, you know, I had done a lot of business. And so I just yeah. kind of circled back on that. And, um, you know, I'd be at the time I had young children. So I'd be at the park and I'd be talking to people and, you know, everybody loves to talk about real estate. It's like, you know, the first when, when, I, when someone finds out you're a real estate broker, you know, what's the first question that comes out? How is the market? You know, what do you yeah. think? I was thinking about doing this to my house. And, um, and so, you know, just through, just through, you know, conversing, um, at the time we didn't have social media, we weren't texting, um, you know, it's like, yeah, I forget that. Right. People were talking to each other. It was amazing. That's
0: kind of nice. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of it is being authentic, being good at what you do, being detailed and really just offering true value to people. I mean, I know that sounds basic, but that's what Mm -hmm. I keep hearing. But the fact that it's as powerful as it is to get you where you've gotten, I think is a huge message. So we talked a little bit about this before, but I know we all, you know, when somebody sees somebody like you, it's like, sure, she's had her hard times, but she's just lucky and talented. Um, Anybody with any amount of experience knows there's more to it than that. and you've learned a lot of things along the way. Do you have any examples of some stories you might be able to share on kind of some things that you've gone through and how you came through it and because of what you've learned and how you handled it, it's really made a difference in your career and how, yeah. and, and how you continue to grow and become a better agent.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I've learned so much. It's pretty incredible. I actually used to be really, emotional and take a lot of stuff personally in the business and you cannot do that Um, or else you will just either go crazy or quit Um, so I had some really rough clients as we all have had that you know I unfortunately was not strong enough as a person years back to stand up for myself and to really say like enough is enough and so Um, I've learned that, you know, only to work with people who basically get out of a bad relationship if you need to, Um, it's okay. It's okay to turn down business and it's okay to, to, to stop working with someone if it's not working. Um, So I think, you know, kind of through that, um, through some different various experiences with maybe clients who haven't, you know, treated me as a human, um, I've learned to really not be emotional and just this, it is a business, but, um, you know, you can only control so much and you can only control how you react to situations. You can't Mm -hmm. control situations. Um, and so I don't know if it was a, it was an, a one-time aha moment, but, um, you know, bad things happen. I, you know, we, we get fired. We, we don't get listings. We have deals fall through. And I really give myself a, you know, a very short amount of time to, you know, quote unquote, mourn that. And then I move on. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I really think bigger things, when something bad happens, something good happens and, um, you know, bigger things come around and, um, and I just see it happen like time and time again. So that's been um, that's been great for me, and I, you know, really would love to pass that on to other people because you also look at some of the failures as failure as a person, and yeah. remember, it's your job and it's a situation, and you know, in real estate, you're relying on so many people and people's emotions and you know, things happen and it's just, it's just kind of the way it goes and you just have to brush it off and like, and just keep moving on and, you know, try not to be so hard on yourself. So. And Uh, I'm going to not to beat a dead horse, but
0: how do you do that? Do you think it's just experience and seeing how things work out in the long run? Or is there something like, even in the moment in the short run that you kind of have mindset or a way of looking at things
1: that you've kind of been able to adjust? Um, that's a great question. So I think it's a little bit of both. Um, so I have the best assistant in the world. She's been with me, I think like nine years or something. So my first a thing I did a was- good assistant. Okay. Good uh, advice. Amazing assistant. I mean, yeah. and- um, and I call her usually. And then she tells me, Oh my gosh, Nancy, this is not a big deal. This always like, you know, remember when this happened and then that happened and something, you know, so she kind of like picks me up. Um, and I just do, I mean, usually I just find a way to kind of relax. I'm like a candle person and, um, you know, relaxation person. And I was telling yeah. you, like, you know, I just remodeled my bedroom and candles. Um, you just find a nice space and do. I do do some meditation and some deep breathing, and I just kind of relax and, and I'm done with it, you know. For some yoga. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fine. I wish I did yoga, I should do yoga, but um, but yeah, I mean, anyway. <laughs> it floats it, in the back of your head, and uh, you know, but it's you just got to move on, and um you know, there's, there's so much, it, it is such a transactional business, but it's such an emotional business. And I just think when one door closes, another one opens. And I know that's a little bit cliche to say, but I've seen it happen so many times that I, to myself, that I just have to say it. Um, I love
0: that. When one door closes, another opens, or you talked a lot about failure earlier and it's, you know, failure is the only way to success.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, that's true in everything, right? I have, and um, if, if there weren't problems, what would how, we do? Why would we, they would need to solve them. Exactly. Exactly. It's, um, you know, it's an interesting environment now with all the technology and the information that's available to all of our clients. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the landscape of real estate is so different, yeah. um, And it's really important to me that my clients understand and know the value of what I'm providing for them. So you constantly have to be working harder and learning more and knowing more because they have access to pretty much all the information we do. Um, you know, with the exception of maybe it's easier for us to find a few things, um, you know, we need to be experts and show them why they shouldn't go with a discount brokerage or, um, list it themselves and, you know, do the showings. And so I've worked really hard over the last, um, probably the last, I'd say like three to five years, um, in focusing in on that part of my business and, you know, putting together exceptional marketing plans and, um, you know, ad- trying to try to put forth out of the box ideas and just really creating value and showing them what that value is. So,
0: yeah. And I think you're trying to answer it now, but I will. And there's another question in the back of my mind for you too, but you're talking about like, cause I know a lot of people listening, are going, yeah, how, so with all these technology, how do we present that and position ourselves To make sure our clients know that we're more valuable than the technology and i'd argue say technology might present us new problems now that we are the solution for
1: yeah i mean there's so many different directions we can go with this conversation (laughs) um you know i think one most importantly i think you know this is it is about relationships and it's about human interaction and Mm -hmm. You know being present so you know i'm at my showings i'm at my inspections i'm you know or otherwise it's you know my assistant who's you know an extension of me but it's you know being present talking to people live on the phone um making sure that you you know emails texts they can be the tone can be completely mis um you know misinterpreted and so just you know kind of going back to some of our like grassroots marketing and efforts Um, So that's kind of one side of things, you know, Mm -hmm. the other side of things is just, I, I think that being an expert in the market and seeing, seeing different markets, both good markets and bad markets and medium markets and whatever you want to call it, um, you know, brings a perspective that technology cannot help with. Um, So I try and use, I try and use technology to my advantage in avenues like social media, which, you know, I just kind of miss that generation. So I have someone who does all my social media for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, obviously I work on content, but I just, you know, I can't keep up with that. Um, So I try and use that to my advantage. I also, you know, look at new and innovative ways to market and advertise. And remember, we have to spend money to make money. So don't be afraid to spend money. Um, And so I just try and put those dollars now instead of, um, you know, looking at mostly print advertising, which we used to do in the Sunday paper. And we're looking at Google AdWords and Facebook advertising and AdWorks and, you know, just all different, different you know, videos and just trying to keep yeah. up with, you know, what, what users are looking at. So, um, you know, but it's hard. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't discount my services because I truly believe you get what you pay for. Yeah. Um, and, and I think you just, you know, you just need to hold firm to that and just make sure you, you always know, a little, you always know more and can, d- and can do more than your client.
0: Exactly. Well, and you just said two th- important things, be present, connect, be the expert? No. I'm going to say connect with your client and Mm -hmm. your, your ideal client and know your market, know your stuff. Otherwise, what's your value? Um, and do some digital marketing with some Google AdWords and SEOs and all of that good stuff. I've got another question for you, but first on the topic of the marketing, is there any digital marketing or any marketing period that you find most impactful
1: or that you use most? Um, so, I have a great story, Um, and this is kind of funny. This was like when Facebook was, you know, we didn't have Instagram. Um, So I sold this incredible house, probably my favorite. I just sold it for the second time. So this was actually, and in fact, this was actually Jim Lechinger from JDL. This was his personal house. Um, 10,000 square feet. Really big in Chicago. Um, Just absolutely stunning. So one of my clients, past clients, I put it on Facebook, which was a whole big thing back then. One of my clients posted on his page because it's, you know, it's a really cool listing, most expensive listing in this Lakeview area that we're in. Right. So turns out one of his wife's friends who followed him on Facebook or was Facebook friends with him saw it and it, and it kind of, it was her dream house. Like she had driven by it a bunch of times. She ends up buying the house. That's how I sold Uh, the house. So I kind of stuck with that uh, or just, that has just always burned in my mind as one of the coolest stories. I mean, of course, like that happens very rarely, but I mean, look, that was free. That was free advertising. Um, so it just, I try and use that, um, you know, to, to propel different ideas now that, you know, everybody's online and, you know, everybody's doing different advertising. Um, I don't know. I like, I think Google ad ad words are great. Um, but I think, I mean, truly like in line with the marketing, just have beautiful pictures and a beautiful video. I mean, this is like, you know, real estate 101 and I just cannot believe some of the photos that I see. You know, be so diligent in what your client's home looks like. We spend so much time. I spend so much time preparing my clients for the photo shoot and then also spend a ton of time ordering your photos correctly online, because if someone doesn't like the first five photos they see, they're done with your listing and they're moving on. So So I like to
0: break everything into threes. Mm -hmm. You got to prepare, you got to stick to the basics and you got to pay attention to the details. Yes.
1: Yes. Okay, I, yes. so
0: we've got like eight minutes or technically 13. So okay. Because I want to ask you some more. I've got one more big question in my final three to close out the show. So, and I want to keep you on time. Um, number one, what
1: is your secret superpower? <gasps> my secret superpower is problem solving. I truly feel like I can solve any problem that if, I mean, unless you are dealing with a crazy person, which sometimes you are, um, there is a solution. There is, there is a solution to every problem and I feel like I can, I can get to it. And that's my superpower.
0: Well, you mentioned you get You didn't say these words, but you said, I love chaos or like the, or things being different or there's calm in the chaos is really what I heard to sum it up. So would you say that's part of what it is or how do you problem solve so well?
1: Well, I think, you know, the first part of it is just that I'm, I truly feel like I'm a good person. So I, I'm kind in the way I do business, but I'm also, I'm a good broker. Um, But so, you know, I don't think those two things need to be separate and distinct. Um, And so I think that has gotten me so far because I can stay, I I think people like to do, other brokers like to do business with me, I hope, and I like to do business with them and I stay very calm and, you know, I don't get angry and I look at things like, okay, here's the problem. Let's figure out a way that we can solve it. And sometimes that requires me giving things. It requires my clients giving things. It requires their clients giving things. Um, I have all the right contacts in terms of trades people to come out and look at problems and I don't know. I just take a really like calm, genuine approach to it. And for me, I don't know if this is true for everyone, but it's, it really works for me. And it's, it's also staying true to who I am as a person. And so it makes Mm -hmm. me feel really good about the way, you know, the way that I do business. So,
0: yeah, I mean, you're making me think of Chris Voss, you know, the book I mentioned him on the show, like almost every episode, never split the difference. Have you read it?
1: Um, I'm sad to say I haven't, but I definitely will now. Oh my God,
0: you have to, I've only read it seven times and I oh stopped God. him until I made him my friend. And it's really <laughs> funny, but it's that I read a lot of books, but that was the one, but he talks about the best negotiator ever a negotiating book. I've read so many negotiating books. I can't get through the first chapter. His book, I read seven times, Wow! but he talks about negotiating is not a contest or I don't know, he doesn't use the word contract test, but it's basically, it's, ex, it's, ex, it's, not about, I'm losing the word, but it's about explore. You're exploring, which is a lot of what you talk about. He reminds you that if you're angry or the other party's angry, diffuse it. Because if you don't, you're dumb. You're 30, you have like 31% less brain capacity. I think it's more than that to think straight. Oh. I think it's like 99 or more. Um, but it's a lot of what you're talking about is the ability to remain, remain calm, explore problems, And he also talks a lot about empathy is empathizing with the other party to be open to what is the solution and finding the way to the solution where sometimes what appears to be a problem is actually an opportunity. Um, Anything to add to that?
1: I mean, I, I couldn't agree more and I just, I can't stress enough. Just be respectful to your other real estate brokers and, it's what goes around, comes around. It just, it's, I've seen it come around too many times. Um, And just, you know, treat people how you would want to be treated. This is, you know, this is human decency. Um, And you can still be fierce and you can still be a great broker and you don't have to, you know, have a really tough facade. And, um, you know, just, I think it's really, it's worked for me and I just, I really believe in it.
0: So respect. And another thing you said earlier that I wrote down And I didn't say, but you know, it's exploring truth. What's the truth? What's the truth of the situation? The quote backs black swan as our friend, Chris Voss talks about, what is it that you, there's always something you don't know, finding that Mm -hmm. and then just respect. You're not going to get there without it. Um, I know I'm adding a lot to what you're saying, but it's what I'm hearing. I just want you to correct me and help everybody take it in. Um, final, so secret, secret sauce or secret superpower is problem solver. Love that. Taking that, let's get to our final three questions. Number one, what do you think? And this is a broad question. What has been the most powerful tool for your success? Is it technology or a piece of technology, something you do socially, some technique you use in connecting with people? Is it some way of networking? I mean, this is a broad question, but what's the one thing you do that you couldn't do without?
1: Okay. Well, to be honest, it's my assistant. So um, I think- yeah, I mean, that's really honest. I am announcing on this podcast that I do not have a CRM system.
0: You're so, not the only one, but I love us, to hear that. Let us just process this for a second. So um, yeah, um, especially the top individual agent in
1: the city I, of Chicago, everybody. It's just my managing broker, you know, Jim Miller, he would kill. I and mean, you don't know your numbers. Jim would really die. Like, I don't know my, I don't keep track of my production. Um, I don't, it's not what it's about for me. Um, but really, I think, you know, the secret, I don't know, to my, the secret sauce is just realizing what I'm good at and what I'm not good at and understanding what kind of broker I am. I am not a cold caller. Um, I am not good at, you know, I don't want to, I'm, I'm not into like lead generation. Um, yeah. I'm like a connected human. And the way I operate my business is what works for me. And I've had so many people say to me, Oh my gosh, you could, you know, quadruple your business, start a team. And it just, I'm not, I know that I would be bad at managing a team and I love the way I do business and it works for me. And so, um, I think it's just realizing that about yourself and I, I know what works and what doesn't work for me. Um, and I just stick to that plan. I stick to that. And I don't, I don't stray from it.
0: Know your strengths and stick to it. Number two, do not tell me you're not a reader. I say this a lot now when I ask this question, so I'm going to stop everybody. But what is a book that you would most recommend we read that's most impacted you? Okay, I do not read.
1: I knew it. For business. I read a lot for, um, I read a lot of novels and a lot of books for, um, for pleasure, but um, I don't read. I literally, everything I do is based on just looking inside myself and just having a lot of self-awareness seriously and understanding what are my strengths and what are my weaknesses? What, what am I good at? What am I not good at? How do I, how do I, you know, you don't need to, I don't believe you need to learn how to sell. I think it's something that's inherent in you. Um, and it just, I've, I've tried to read um, different books that so many yeah. have recommended and I I start them and then I stop. But I also have to say, I'm a mother of three very busy kids. So I don't have that much spare time with my job too. But, but. you
0: have enough to read novels. I mean, I I do, I, I, I do. let's I do. do a whole interview on how you do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for showings. I read on my phone. There you go. <laughs> I'd love
0: that though, because you do find a little time for yourself somewhere in there. Yeah, absolutely um last question if there's one thing if we're going to forget everything but one thing what do you want to make sure we remember from this interview
1: oh gosh um i would just say that um you know one thing that i didn't mention is there's enough real estate business to go around so pay it forward teach you know teach people like share your knowledge um believe in who you are, stay true to who you are. And I think, you know, this, this real estate world would be, you know, a really great place if everyone can follow that.
0: Beautiful. Thank you. Thanks for an
1: awesome interview. No problem. Thank you so much for having me.